I'm Justin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Sailor Manga, the podcast where we take a deep dive into the iconic Sailor Moon manga by Naoko Takeuchi and discuss it to our heart's content. Happy Moon Day, Marcella. We're back at it again. We're here. It feels like it's been ages as well. I know we, we, we didn't have it? a week off. We, we didn't have a week off because we did the epilogue. Yeah. But I, I'm jonesing for some Sailor Moon action. <laughs> yeah, it does feel like it's a while. And uh, officially, uh, listeners, welcome to to our season two yeah because we're gonna label this a season two so uh this is season two this is season two and of course we're we're starting the black moon arc i'm so excited i could like burst with excitement i know you've been so excited all week it's exciting i'm glad that we did have that little break actually because you know when you watch a tv show and the first season ends and then you have a little bit of a break for the second season comes back and then you come back and the cast are all like slightly different they've got new haircuts (laughs) Yeah, it's been updated a little bit and it's just fresh and it's exciting. I should have dyed my hair pink for the second arc. I should have done something with mine, but no. Low key, I've been wanting to dye my hair pink and Alan's like, "Mm." (laughs) and I'm like, let me live. I think you should. (laughs) I really, I've always wanted to have pink or blue hair and I'm leaning towards pink. I just want to like, (gasps) I think I just want to have it before like, like we get married and stuff. I just want to have some pink hair, you know? Do do both. Like, do go for a lover aesthetic. I could do half and half. Yeah. Mm. All right. Like I said, today we are starting uh, the Black Moon arc. But first, we have to settle some moon news on this show. So, Marcella, what's your moon news this week? Um, do you know, it's actually not much, mm. really. Um, so, I oh, I don't think I told you. Our TV broke. <gasps> oh, no! So, we've had to order a new TV. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I've, I've been okay for media because... You know, obviously, I've got my phone and my laptop. Right. But that means that there hasn't been any DVD watching. Sailor Moon, yeah. So the only little piece of moon news I have is um, I'm just a glutton for punishments. (laughs) Okay. I ordered, and it's all your fault, (gasps) I ordered a Sailor Moon phone case from Redbubble. Hell fucking yes. So I look forward to receiving it in 13 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) The finale of the black moon arc i finally got my phone yeah. case <laughs> so we'll be um, yeah we'll be updating you on the journey it has actually shipped i'm on the website now and it said oh, it's nice. shipped today oh okay nice so yeah well, hopefully it'll get there way quicker than the moon mug <laughs> yes i kind of i think the sick side of me kind of doesn't want it to <laughs> So we have drama. <laughs> so we've got some drama, yeah. I, I, I crave drama. What can I say? I swear I don't love the drama. It, it loves, loves me. me. <laughs> I knew where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, so I've just got a little bit. Um, also my fault, uh, <laughs> to piggyback off of what Marcella's <laughs> talking about, I also purchased a Sailor Moon-inspired phone case. I know we talked about it in um, our epilogue for uh, the Dark Kingdom arc, but um, I did order it. And yep. mine also says it's shipped. Um, yep. Let me look at it. It says it's going to be here tomorrow, uh, oh, but we what's will... What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> um, apparently, it it came all the way from Wisconsin. So shout out to the cheese capital of the world, Wisconsin. What's up? Um, but yeah, uh, apparently it's supposed to get here tomorrow. But we'll see. You know, I don't. Especially after my external hard drive shipment was so fucked, I just don't trust it anymore. Because <laughs> this is the yeah. first purchase that I've made since then. So uh, we'll see. Um, but I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that phone case. Um, I was going to say, even though that we pre-record these, um, I've been trying to be, be more active on our Twitter. I don't know if you've uh, checked in, Marcella. Um, <laughs> but I, I posted like five things yesterday on our Twitter. Oh. Um, so I've been trying to be a little bit more active. So maybe after we record this, I'll post uh, pictures of our phone cases. And my second bit of moon news is I ordered something else Sailor Moon related. Um, it is a Sailor Moon tabbed journal. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Hot Topic. Because Hot Topic apparently loves to sell Sailor Moon stuff. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, uh, I started writing notes for our podcast in one of my Taylor Swift notebooks. And I was like, you know what? Let's get a Sailor Moon journal. Let's stay on brand. So um, yeah. I bought that. It's also supposed to be here tomorrow. But we will see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I didn't order them at the same time, which is because okay. I got my shift email yesterday for the phone case and I got my shift mm. email for the journal yesterday as well. Um, but or no, I got my shift email for the phone case three days ago because I ordered okay. it first. So we'll but and I ordered the journal second, but it's supposed to I, it's like the quickest turnaround for the journal. Yeah, I think the so red so we'll see. One, they, they, pr- they have to print the stuff, don't they? So. Oh, yeah, true. So uh, after this podcast, even though it'll be a couple weeks before this episode airs um i'll post it on our twitter so if you want to see what they look like uh if you're listening to this now go check our twitter it'll be there um, at sailor manga pod at sailor manga pod of course um and our last bit of our uh combined moon news that has us so jazzed and wired right now <laughs> This is my favorite. Is we got another listener email um, from our dear, dear, lovely Hannah. Yeah. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so, so much. Hannah doesn't want us to read her email, which is 100% fine. If you want to email us and you don't want us to read it, it's fine. Uh, Yeah. But we just. And we won't. Yeah, and we won't. Uh, But we had to shout out Hannah because she said some of the most lovely things. Yeah. And uh, we've had a little bit of an email email exchange and she's incredible i want her yeah. to be my friend but also hit me in the face like she's incredible <laughs> i love her she i stand is. hannah yeah um yeah so thank you so much hannah for reaching out we really appreciate it and hope you are still enjoying the podcast you know thank you so much like the level of excitement when we hear from somebody i mean we get excited when we hear from people we do know but it's yeah just a, it's a whole other level when we hear from people that we've never met and we're just like people are real exactly. they actually listen to us I know it's so crazy. Why? But yeah, I just have the biggest <laughs> smile you. on my face. Yeah, yeah, just, me too. Uh, grinning from ear to ear. Thank you so much, yeah, Anna. Thank you, Hannah. <sighs> All right, I think that's our moon news. So, yes. 
Before we even open this volume up, we are starting the Black Moon arc. Of course, uh, we're reading out of our Sailor Moon Eternal Editions by Kadansha, of course. Uh, yeah. The Black Moon arc starts in volume three. So we've got book three here, and it's Sailor Mars on the cover. Oh, yeah. Looking stunning. She's, uh, of course, she transformed, and she's got two um, Afudas in her hands. Afudas, yes. Yeah. And they're on fire, and there's like a flames in the background. Of course, it's glittery, holographic, really cute. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to shout out to the cover because it's gorgeous. I think it's my favorite cover so far. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. So I far. Out of the well, you know what? Yeah. Because the next one, girl. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> but so far. So far. This is this, this is it. All right. Yeah. So we open up to the volume three cover page. Um, it's in color. It's gorgeous. It shows the guardians and their civilian identity. It's and the little girl from the ending of the last chapter the cliffhanger what? huh the one with the gun what's she doing here yeah what is the gun girl doing here uh but she has pink hair so we didn't know that before because it was in black and white but she's got beautiful pink hair red eyes hmm. very interesting hmm. don't know what's going on there uh but then of course we we flip to our table of contents um oh i don't think i said it today i know i said it last time but today we're reading act 15 which is titled in Invasion Sailor Mars. All right, so we start with this color page, but it picks up exactly where it left off. So if you remember, if you didn't uh, listen to our epilogue episode, um, a, a small little girl fell out of the sky, and she said her name was Usagi, and she wanted the silver crystal from our girl Usagi, and she pulled out a gun on her. So yeah. Super casual, just girly things, you know. Yeah. And this page starts no less. <clears throat> the little girl says, didn't you hear me? I want the mystical silver crystal handed over. And she's literally shoving the gun in Usagi's face. Oh yeah, point blank forehead. Point blank. And Usagi has the anime sweat drop, and she's thinking, uh, is this for real? <laughs> because valid, this is really random. Yeah. And then we flip to the chapter cover page, which is a two-page spread. It's in color. Um, this one's not my favorite. I don't know about you, Marcella. Just because, like, oh. the, the yellow background is really off-putting to me. Like, it's half blue, half multicolor. But, like, just where the Guardians are, it's so yellow-washed that it's just... Yeah, it's... It's not it appealing. Them, I, quite, I, I quite like it. It's quite kind of northern lights. Mm. Reminds me of yeah. But there is too much yellow. Yeah, just a little... And they're like they're on a rocky i guess the rocky plains of a uh, d point maybe yes because um, it looks like ice doesn't it yeah so i mean they look stunning it's just yeah it's just too much yellow i'm being distracted by mars's legs i know and like you can see her thigh and she, she's looking right honestly i know Anyway, so then we flip and we get to the official start of the chapter. And the little girl uh, says, give it here and be quick about it. And then we, of course, cut to Asagi again, who's got even more sweat drops. She's shivering. She's shuddering. She's freaked the fuck out. And the little girl says, this pistol is real, you know. So if you try and tell me you can't give me the crystal? And then it shows Mamoru, and he's just looking on like, I don't know what the fuck to do. This little girl has a gun to my girlfriend's yeah. head. <laughs> and the girl clicks the gun without a second fucking thought. She said, boom, boom, bitch. 
He did. And there's a loud bang, and Usagi falls backwards, and it looks like, like, at the moment that she clicked the gun, Mamoru, like, picked her up. He finally yeah. sprung into action. And it shows that the pistol was not real, and it, sh- it like, sprouted flowers? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like a small bouquet of flowers is pointing out of the gun. But uh, of course, the, the trauma has set in because Usagi is already on the ground freaking the fuck out because she thought she was oh, going to yeah. get a bullet between the eyes. We love an overdramatic queen. <laughs> we do. We stand. I mean, to be fair, that's not overdramatic, is it? If you, think, <laughs> if you thought you were going to get shot. No. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> we love the theater. I love that she's reacting as if he actually, he actually did get shot. Right, right. Uh, so, Mom. Mamoru drops the little girl because he, like I said, he picked her up and he says, man, you gave me a heart attack. It's just a toy. And then before they can even investigate this bitch, before they can find out why this little girl, this little gun girl is doing this, she gets up and she runs away. Yeah. Leaving Mamoru to say, ah, hey, stop, get back here. (laughs) And then we cut to somewhere maybe sinister. Potentially? Uh, We see this, like, what looks like a black planet. Yeah. A cratery black planet in space. That's what it looks like, so just imagine it in your mind's eye. And we flip to this man uh, with a very ornate shirt. You can't see him all the way, just, like, his mouth and stuff. And he says... Kunzai vibes. Very Kunzai vibes, yeah. And he says, "Have you have a reading on the mystical silver crystal? And then we uh, um, get a wide shot of four people with long-ass legs. Eggs. There's a theme here. Yeah. And it's two guys or three guys and one girl. The the guy that was dressed all in white that just spoke. He has a cape. He's the only one who has a cape. Um, and he says, yeah. Well, well done, Saphir. And then he the this same guy says, Wiseman. And then we cut to this guy who's draped in a robe. Mm-hmm. He's got skeletal hands. He's got an orb hovering about uh, um above his hands, very uh barrel vibes. Yeah. And okay, <clears throat> I decided I was gonna do a voice for Wiseman. I have not practiced it, it, but I'm going to try my best. And if it's not good, I'm gonna cut it. (laughs) 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 All right. So Wiseman says, That is the stone that will bring calamity upon us. The farcical stone. You must obtain the mystical silver crystal. There's not a moment to lose. And (laughs) (laughs) same. I'm laughing because what I pictured. Oh, it really? <laughs> I tried. I wanted it to I be more, that. more old, like older man. Like I don't know. I can't. I know. I know. Describe I know it, what you mean. No, I love it. <laughs> so, so good. We can keep it in. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that was what you pictured. <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because when we were doing the intro to this, I was like, oh, fuck, I was going to do that wise men voice. And I was like, I should have practiced. <laughs> <laughs> we were too busy gaming. Gaming and gushing over Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is. So anyway very valid so we cut back to the guy that's dressed in white and he has an inverted black moon crescent on his forehead oh and if you'll remember mars had a fire divination of someone with this marking so she did didn't she she did so probably not the good guys 
Um, but he, oh, he also has some fantastical black crystal earrings that are absolutely everything. And he's got a goblet up to his face. He, he's ready to drink and be merry. And he says, yeah. yes, and when we get it, we will destroy it. And all of the, the group of four raise their goblets and say, to the glorious rebirth of our history. What? And they clink their glasses. And then we hear a petite little voice say, Prince Demand. So this is Prince Demand, the guy that's dressed in white. Yeah. And we cut to another person with a black moon crescent on their forehead. Of course, not not one of the core four that we've seen before. Um, and I'm not going to go in full detail of her fashion because we're going to get into it in a bit. But <laughs> she looks fucking stunning in this like lined yeah. under stocking sort of thing. She's fantastic. It looks like her hair is also in a dongos, sort of. They're like, yeah. they, they look they're like, like cat, cat ears. ears. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, I sense it. Near the mystical silver crystal, a strong sympathia force, the blood of a maiden who possesses fire powers like my own. Prince mm-hmm. Demand, please entrust this responsibility to Crimson Rubius and his loyal servants, the Supernatural Sisters. And in the background, behind this uh, woman, you can see three other women with Black Moon Crescents. They don't have a whole lot of detail, but we can assume these are her Supernatural Sisters that she's yeah. mentioning. And then we cut to... Uh, one of the the core four, the one of the other guys in Demand's group, and he says, "Code zero zero one, begin Operation Recruit. I, Rubius, will deploy a large army of new soldiers that will obey my every command." So this is Rubius. <laughs> yes which we love. Um, also, I'm going to take a brief little pause. We can keep this in, but I just want to pull up the Sailor Moon Wiki because you know we got to have, just in case there's something going on, uh, I want to make sure that we have all of our all of our details ready. Okay. There it is. See, I hate this. It says that it's the second uh, chapter of the Black Moon arc because it considers the last oh. one the start of it. No. And I'm like, girl, no, that, that ain't tea. But nice try. Anyway, we cut back to Usagi, of course because she's still like what the fuck is happening yeah and mamaru comes up to her and he says usako and uh usagi's just like where'd that little chibi me go (laughs) and she's grabbing his tie like tell me where she is and he's like uh she ran off would you say i said she's pissed she is pissed she wants to know her fucking location and mamaru or no usagi says what is wrong with that twerp what makes her think i'd give her the silver crystal and Mamoru's like, calm down, Usako. And probably he's probably oh, like no, You're choking no. me. <laughs> don't, don't never tell a woman to calm down. I know, right? That that was a she heard the Kill Bill sirens when he said don't, that. They, yeah, I, I heard them. <laughs> Uh, so Mamoru says, are you sure you don't know who she is? And it's like, it's like, yes, I'm sure. You saw what she did. She pulled a gun on me. A gun. And Mamoru's like, yeah, but it was just a toy. First of all, don't diminish the situation, Mamoru. That was scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah. A whole ass gun. It's just lucky that it turned out to be a toy gun. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Mamoru says, she acted like she knew you. And Usagi gets up. She grabs his hand and she's like, we have to find her. She 
she's probably a new enemy. And Mamoru is like, I think it's too soon to tell. Do you know, if you're going to be completely logical about this and rational, I'm, I can't deal with you. Exactly. It's like, you need, just listen to the queen, okay? Listen yeah. to her. Get up to my level of overreacting. Case. Yeah, meet me halfway because this is the borderline, bitch. We're at the borderline. So then they're, they come across the park, or they're further in the park, because if you remember, they were already meeting at the park when this yeah. happened. Um, and she's hunting, or she's yelling at uh, Mamoru because she spots the little girl on a swing. We get this panel of the little girl on a swing, and she's got that little ball that looks a lot like Luna with an antenna. Yeah. And uh, she's crying, and she says, mm. Mama. Mm. It's like, well, if you, if you want us to feel sad for you, you probably shouldn't have pulled a gun, gun girl, but okay. <laughs> so Mamoru and Usagi walk over, and Mamoru calls the little girl Chibiusa. <laughs> Because in, of course, in Japan, Chibi just means small. So he's calling her yeah. like small Usagi, yeah. basically. Um, but that's the first time we get Chibi Usa. So love that. And he says, where do you live? I'll walk you home. And Usagi's like, Mamo, no, what the fuck? <laughs> but he says, come on. And he reaches out for the little girl's hand. And when their hands touch, <laughs> he sees an image of a crystal palace. <laughs> very peculiar mm. and he's thinking huh what did i just see as he's pulling the little girl into his arms and as he does pull her into his arms the little girl's thinking you're warm just like my papa and usagi is like absolutely not she says <laughs> see what you did mama now she's attached to you from what i can see she's just a normal little girl or no he says that from what he i can see that, she's yeah. just a little normal girl and she's sniffling and he's giving her a hug with a gun to be fair isn't it? <laughs> and uh usagi says she is not normal and Mamoru says, well, she's not hostile now. And then he he tells Chibiusa, where did you come from? And before she can even answer, Usagi's like, hey, do you know me? <laughs> I just love that she's like butting in. She's like, do you know me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> And she continues and says, is your name really Usagi? How about, how do you know about the mystical silver crystal? And Chibiusa furrows her brow and she's, she's not talking. She's not talking. She is not budging. And I love this panel of Usagi and Mamoru with sweat drops. And there's like little bunnies in the background of them. Super yeah. cute. So, cute. Um, so we cut to the Tsukino household where we get this lovely shot of Luna and uh, Usagi calls after Luna. And then Luna says, Usagi? Mama? And she sees that Mamoru has a little girl in his hands. And Luna's like, who is this child? And here's where I want to pause. So this is a stranger to Luna, but she's just talking. She's not worried about getting outed about some random child hearing her talk. Yeah, true. That was my first thought. I was like, um, what if it was just someone they were helping? Yeah. Like. That's a good point. Which, I mean, to be fair, it still could be, right? I didn't spoil anything. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, Luna, uh, get it together. Keep a secret or two. You're good at that. So uh, I don't know why you're slipping. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> So, um, I'm not sure if Usagi or Mamoru says this, but one of them says, well, we were at the park and she just kind of fell out of the sky. And then, uh, <laughs> Chibiusa looks at Luna and then whips her head around like, I'm not looking at her. And Mamoru says... Or a talking cat, so... You know what? Valid. Maybe they don't have those where she's from. Which, mm. you know, you shouldn't. Um, but Mamoru says, stop staring, Luna. You're scaring her. Maybe it's the fact that a cat's talking that's scaring her? 
question mark? Yeah. Mm. The plot. Don't know about her. But anyway, Luna is not having this. She's like, what? Why would I? I, I wasn't glaring at her. And then we hear, Usagi, is that you? And it's, of course, Ikuko, Usagi's mom. Mm-hmm. And Usagi's thinking, oh, God, it's my mom. And she's like, uh, mom, this is uh, Mamoru Chiba. Because this is the first time that Mamoru's met her parents. Oh, it is, isn't it? Big they moment. don't know about mom. Yeah, it's a very big moment. And Ikuko says, oh, you're the one, uh, the one you've told me so much about. And then Ikuko leans into Chibiusa and she says, is this your sister talking to Mamoru? And he's mm-hmm. like, no, she, uh, she just kind of latched on to me. And Ikuko says, look, she has buns just like Usagi's. And that's when Chibiusa decides to chime in and she says, Usagi is my name. <laughs> and look at all the little, what are these chickens in the background of when she says that? Oh, they are. the little baby chicks. Little baby chicks. It's cute. Oh, that's <clears throat> cute and luna hears because of course luna hasn't heard the whole story she hears usagi and she's like what the fuck and <laughs> yeah Ikuko- it's not nice to be uh, surprised is it luna <laughs> hmm maybe you should learn your lesson here luna um but ikuko says oh should i call you usa which no she no. let's pretend she said should i call you chibi usa because that's what she's gonna call her in about 2.5 seconds <laughs> So then, of course, here comes Kenji, Usagi's dad, and says, what's up? Why is everybody out here? And this little thing that says, daddy's home, which, stop that. Uh, (laughs) 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 Anton's getting a lot of airtime across both our podcasts lately. He's loving Um, it. uh, Almost as much as he's loving Pyramid Daddy. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Kenji is also mentions, I ran into Umino. And of 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 course, of course, Umino's like, hey, Usagi, I'm here. And um, there you are. God. And again, it's not clear who's saying this, but someone's like, oh, look, Chibiusa has a toy. It looks just like Luna, crescent, bald spot, and all. I'm going to say that's a Kuko. Yeah, that's a (laughs) Kuko. And Luna's uh, got some sweat drops, shaking her head, thinking to herself, how rude. My face is not that weird. And then she looks at the little device, I guess we'll call it. And she's like, but now that she mentions it, it kind of does look like me. <laughs> and Usagi's like, hm, you're right. It looks just like Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Ikuko, I guess Chibiusa finally dropped out of Mamoru's arms uh, because Ikuko pats her on the head and she's like, you are so cute. Where do you live? It's about dinner time, you know. I bet your mommy is worried about you. And Chibiusa thinks about this and she looks at Kendi and Ikuko and she's like, hmm. Like, you can just see that she's scheming and a-plotting. Oh, yeah. And then she says, I'm gonna stay right here and keep an eye on you, Usagi Tsukino. Yeah. And Usagi's like, what? And then the next thing you know, Chibiusa takes the the Luna ball looking thing. She dribbles it like a basketball and then smoke starts to come out of the bitch. And the next thing you know, there's all this smoke and cloud bullshit and Chibiusa has an umbrella. And Usagi's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then Chibiusa takes the umbrella. I love this bit. I do too. Chibiusa takes the umbrella. <laughs> she starts twirling it like it's a like a, a hypnotizing tool. Mm-hmm. And she starts hypnotizing everybody. And we get this awesome panel of every single one of them with swirly eyes, which Umino looks exactly the same because he's got swirly glasses. But oh, I love uh, how he's the only one smiling as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, true. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Because apparently uh, Chibiusa is like, you know what? I'm going to settle this with some good old-fashioned umbrella hypnosis. (laughs) But Luna like shakes out of it for a second. She's like, (gasps) oh no. And then she bites Usagi on the arm to break her out of it. (laughs) And in doing this, Usagi smacks the shit out of Maru. (laughs) And he says, (gasps) gasp. And right, that's what happened. He he got smacked out of it yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Usagi sees that you know everyone's being hypnotized, and she's like, "Mom, Dad!" And then next thing you know, the hypnosis is over, and Ikuko, with her swirly hypnotized eyes, leans down to Chibiusa and says, "I'm so glad you're here. We've been expecting you, Chibiusa. Just think of this as your home from now on." And Daddy <laughs> Moon is confused. He's scratching his head, like, "What? What just happened?" And uh, Chibiusa does that classic uh japanese animation where she uh sticks out her tongue and pulls down her eye uh which i'm pretty sure is like a just a like basically a fuck you without saying fuck you (laughs) (laughs) yeah basically uh and it's like it's like you little brat and she (laughs) She is triggered triggered as fuck and usagi tackles the bitch like a a linebacker she must have done some football in silver millennium because she tackles the <laughs> shit out of her. <laughs> this little kid. Oh, yeah. I love it. And takes her upstairs to Usagi's room, which we get the, the Usagi's room sign, which is adorable. Mm. And Usagi is like, you know what? We're getting down to fucking business. This is some bullshit. And she says, let's see who, who you really are, you rabbit runt. What did you do to my mom and dad? Change them back. And Chibiusa says, I can't. And Usagi's like, you can't? What's that supposed to mean? And then she just bombards Chibiusa with questions of what did you do and who are you and she's met with silence <laughs> and Usagi's like say something I've had enough of your dirty tricks don't think I'll go easy on you just because you're a little kid and Chibiusa is blank face and she's like you can go fuck yourself <laughs> she is not talking <laughs> I know I love it <laughs> I think Usagi's finally met her match <laughs> Oh, she has. <laughs> um, and then next thing you know, a rare appearance by Shingo Tsukino, Usagi's wow. little brother. Uh, he pops really? in. I- <laughs> <laughs> Literally who? <laughs> um, and he's like, Mom, Usagi's picking on Usagi. And he- here's my question. He, was- he wasn't present at the uh, brainwash? Was he, he wasn't, but uh, we- let's just go with the fact that it was like, oh, it was an umbrella brainwashing. <laughs> So it covered an area. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, me? (laughs) Yeah, apparently so. A double whammy umbrella hypnosis term. Okay, love it. Uh, so anyway, he's like, Usagi's picking on Usagi. We'll go with that. He, The whole house got hypnotized. I, I can buy yeah. it. I can buy it. Uh, and Usagi's like, Shingo! And then Shingo says, come on, Chibiusa. It's time for dinner. Even though I've been saying Chibiusa, this is the first time someone else calls her Chibiusa, by the way. Yeah. It's Shingo. So thanks, Shingo. And, but Chibiusa doesn't like this nickname. And she says, I'm not a chibi. Oh, you are. And she, and she, I know, then, then what are you? You're small, ain't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she turns to leave with Shingo shingo though and when she does she's got this beautiful ornate necklace around her neck uh, that looks like a key and 
Luna sees this and she's like, what? So I don't know if this is going to be foreshadowing or not, but uh, does Luna recognize this or is she just confused by it? Because we know that Luna likes to keep her secrets. Yeah, I think she recognizes it. Though. See, when I was reading it, I was like, she fucking recognizes it, the yeah, little bitch. Yeah, but who knows with her? Yeah, exactly. So Luna turns back to Usagi and says, Usagi, where's the mystical silver crystal? And she says, don't worry, it never leaves my side. See, it's right here in my compact brooch. And she opens up the, the crystal star brooch. Of course, we get the, the lovely uh, inlay designs of the brooch, mm-hmm. which, like I said, is my favorite. And um, But she plucks out the silver crystal and she says, it's back to its normal shape and the brooch is making sure it doesn't release too much power. I don't think anyone will even know it's around unless I transform. And okay, I know we're ragging on Luna at the start of another arc, but uh, yeah. th- this panel of her putting her paw up to her chin like she's thinking, adorable. <laughs> yeah, if Judith is. did that, I ugh, it would be over for all the other cats. I'm gonna have to try and yeah, get trainer. That to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Luna says something bothers me about that girl. And she continues with, I think we should wait and see how things go. And Usaka's like, Luna? And Luna says, I'm not sensing any major hostility. I want to keep an eye on her. Just trust me. And Usaka's like, really? This is what we're doing now? So Usagi's not happy about this. So wherever Chibiusa has made her refuge, which if you watch the anime, basically when Chibiusa comes in, she like takes over the attic bedroom mm. or turns it into a bedroom. So let's just say that this is the attic. Yeah. So Usagi opens the door and uh, she sees Chibiusa laying on the bed. She's already fucking asleep. She's knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And Usagi's thinking, she's relaxed enough to sleep? You're kidding! So then we cut to, I guess, the next day? I'm guessing? I'm gonna guess it's the next day. Yes. Let's just go with it. Yeah. So we cut to Mamoru, and he says, Okay, so she's commandeered your place, Usako? Well, if Luna says it's okay, absolutely not. I'm sorry, that's absolute (laughs) bullshit. If Luna says it's okay, absolutely not. (sighs) Anyway, uh, Mamoru says, But for all we know, she could be a ticking time bomb. And rightfully so, Usagi's like, Mamo, like, get on my side. Like, she's dangerous. Yeah. But Mamoru waves her off, and he says, I'll come in and check on you, and I'll go to the police and see if there's any missing person reports. It's like, yeah, say hi to Matoki for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the second date with his family. (laughs) His jailhouse baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So then they start walking away together. Good for them. And then we cut to this person who we've never seen before. It's very interesting. And he's looking at, wait, is that right? He's he's watching them walk away. Oh, he's watching them walk away. That makes more sense. Thank you. Because I was like... What's happening here? Yeah, he's watching <laughs> Mamoru and Usagi walk away. So then we cut to a new location. That's <gasps> right, listeners. It's not the Crown Game Center. Oh my god. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the Crown Fruit Parlor. We love okay. that. We love a franchise. So then we cut to our girl. It's owned by Mamoru? Uh-uh. Nope. It should be because it's fruits, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I think that it would be owned by Mamoru if it was called like Calvest Creamery or something like oh, that. Oh, it's not Mamoru. <laughs> I meant um, Matoki. Oh, yeah, it is because yeah. we're, we're going to get into that. Yeah, me and me and names, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, but anyway, then we cut to our girl Makoto, Yay. and she's like, mm, "It's a beautiful. It's isn't peace a beautiful thing?" <laughs> and she's got her arms above her head, super cute, and she looks a little busty in this drawing. She does. She's looking very chesty. Okay, Mako, pop off. <laughs> um, pop but of out. course, <laughs> pop out. <laughs> Um, but of course, all the girls are here, and Usagi's venting about you know the recent events. She says, "But there isn't any peace, none." And she's like slamming her her uh, hands on the table. She's fucking pissed. And uh, Mako, what is Mako holding up in that panel? Do you see that? Is that a spoon? I think so. It looks questionable because she's got a drink in front of her. But what the fuck is that? She's got a cocktail. There's an umbrella in the background, like a sun lounge umbrella. Yeah, I'm so not sure. It's it's a little knows. too big to be a straw. It's already got a straw. I'm suspicious. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Mako says, right, sorry. So there's this Chibiusa trying to get the silver crystal and we need to figure out who she is. And I fucking love this panel of Rei, Ami, and Usagi. And uh, Rei says, Usagi's a love child. And Ami <laughs> says, a long lost sister. And Usagi's like, why I oughta? <laughs> This is the chapter where Usagi is just pissed the entire time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So Usagi explains, she has my whole family wrapped around her little finger. My mom is like surgically attacked to her, attached to her. And we get this little little drawing of Ikuko pulling in Chibiusa (laughs) for a hug. And Ikuko is saying, Chibiusa, what do you want for dinner? (laughs) It's like, you never asked Usagi what she wanted for dinner. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would not be happy about that either. No. So then uh, then Artemis and Luna are walking up, and it looks like Luna has something in her mouth. Um, but the girls keep talking, and um, let's just say this is Ami. She hasn't had enough airtime. And she says, but the weird spell thing only affects how they treat Chibiusa, right? And Usagi says, I guess. Mom and Dad are still acting pretty much the same as usual, and they don't seem sick or anything. <clears throat> so <laughs> I love this. Luna <laughs> walks up to the table, winks, throws down the things she had in her mouth and she's like <laughs> ladies <laughs> I don't know why it just it seems like she's like trying to pick them up <laughs> uh, but she she throws down um, some wands on the table that all have the girls planetary symbols on them these are the infamous star wands. Um, I know they're technically probably called like the star pens or some dumb bullshit, but I prefer to call them the star wands. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. They're called the star power sticks. Oh, no, That's I don't like that. official name. But so we're going to go with the star wands. Woo, the star wands. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> And uh, Luna says, I brought you some new transformation pens to replace the ones that were destroyed in the last battle. And then she drops some watches on the table and says, and here are communicators. And what I love... carrying a lot. Yeah, in that mouth of hers. I mean, it's a cavern, apparently. Um, But what I love about the communicators is they're the same design as Usagi's crystal star brooch. Yes, yes. And even the... I mean, it might change. I don't know if the Black Moon arc is my favorite. I usually say that it's either the Infinity arc or the Stars arc. But Mm. the designs for this arc, like the Star Wands and the Communicators and the Crystal Star, are my favorite. 100%. Yeah. She says, Luna! Like, what the fuck? So uh, the girls uh, pick up their Communicators and their new Star Wands. And Minako says, now we can transform again. And then we get this awesome panel of all five girls. And they all have their uh, Star Wands in their 
their hands and they just look fucking adorable trying to console Usagi. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Minako says, don't, don't you worry, nothing will hurt Usagi with us on the job. Because of course, Minako's the leader, she's the fearless one, love her. She is. Um, and then we hear from a disembodied voice, you and your friends planning on planning something, Mako? And okay, yeah. this is this is the first moment we have to talk about the fashion yeah. because this person, this is the waitress of the Crown Fruit Parlor. <gasps> I was a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> Did we really just start singing that at the same time? <laughs> Wearing a waitress, I was on I'm fucked up. Damn it, we did not plan that <laughs> at all. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Oh shit. Anyway, um, the the waitress, the waitress says, "Well, take your time." And she's wearing, she's got her uh, hair up in a bun. She's winking at the girls. She's got some uh, like brown reddish hair. Uh, it's yeah. not in color, but I'm just going off of my memory from the anime. Um, she's got a ribbon in her hair. Um, she's taking one of the menus, some empty glasses, and it looks like she's wearing like part waitress uniform, part like her like a party dress underneath because it's got mm-hmm. ruffles and ribbons and um what kind of looks like around the breast area and the shoulder like kind of like lacy chiffon type material Mm. but the sort of party dress underneath is striped and wavy and fun and flirty i I love it i fucking love it i love it too oh it's so good Mm. so anyway as she's walking away mako of course since mako knows this girl she's like usagi usagi that's arcade guy i love that she calls him arcade guy not matoki she knows his name she says that's arcade guy's little sister her name is unazuki i fucking love unazuki i think she's fucking adorable oh she is and keep in mind little sister so she's underage so if anyone hits on her absolutely not although yeah with a role model like matoki yeesh anyway so this is unazuki and usagi's like what really she's so cute um and then we cut to mako saying uh i I don't want to say his last name what's his name matoki matoki's family runs this fruit parlor too so they're they're in the biz they got the crown game center and the crown fruit parlor yeah and usagi says i had no idea and oh my god how hilarious is this panel of minako uh (laughs) she's like she's like a chibi version of herself and her she just looks really mischievous and minako says I know what you're plotting, Mako. You're trying to get close to Matoki through his sister, aren't you? <laughs> and Mako's like, I, I am not. Well, uh, maybe sort of. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, Mako... No. I want you can do better, baby. You can do oh, better. Yeah, so much but anyway, better. so much. Um, so then we cut to uh, a group of guys that are, of course, nearby at the fruit parlor, and uh, they're clamoring. And uh, they say there happens to be something else. I like. Or no, who who is saying this? This is a uh, Mako. Oh, this is Mako. She, yeah, yeah. She says there happens to be something else I like about coming here. Okay. And Ami says, you mean those boys? They're from Mato Azabu Middle School, which, if you remember, Mamoru goes to. Azabu high school yes so these but they're the same age as the girls because they're all in middle school yeah and maka says hey she calls that one of them and she says asanuma 
And he says, oh, hey, Makoto. And he calls her senpai, which doesn't that mean like he respects her? Isn't that a, a sign of respect in Japan? Let me look it yeah. up. Senpai meaning. We love a Google in the middle of our podcast. Oh, okay. <clears throat> in Japanese, the word is used more broadly to mean teacher or master. Like sensei, senpai is used in English in context of martial arts as well as religious instruction. Oh, okay. Uh, does senpai mean yeah. crush? Um, no, it says, what does senpai and anime mean in japanese a senpai is an upperclassman who mentors an underclassman that makes way more sense way more sense so let's go with that so like a it's a sign of respect for someone who's a little bit older than you yeah yeah we got that okay that makes sense in the context so then he says oh hey uh, makoto i see you brought all your friends today and he 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 looks really put together he looks really cute Mm. he looks more appropriate for her to be crushing on (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh he, he's probably a little bit younger since you he's know, he, a little yeah but at least they're closer in age than matoki <laughs> Yes. And Mako says, isn't he cute? And she like brings him into her arms and she's like rubbing his head, very like giving him a, what's that thing called? I, I forget. She's ruffling his hair. She's it? ruffling his hair. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> she's <laughs> ruffling his hair. And he's like, please don't do that. And she says, this is Asanuma. He's a regular here and a first year at Mado Azabu Middle School. So I think he's just like a year younger because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Marcella, I think they're in their second year of middle school the yes. girls yeah no, they are. yeah okay so they're he's probably just a year younger so it's fine and uh she says we kept running into each other here and now we're friends and Maka says look asanuma that's usagi Tsukino. and he or she points at usagi and usagi's slurping up her milkshake like huh and uh Maka says uh the girlfriend of your beloved role model mamaru and he uh mamaru senpai so he looks up to mamaru as well Mm. and she says i brought you here today so you could meet her and usagi's like huh and mako's like he totally looks up to mamo (laughs) and usagi's thinking wait he goes to mamo's school and asanuma says so she really was his girlfriend (laughs) which i just love that there's speculation apparently And uh, Asanuma says, Mamoru Senpai, he's just too good at everything. He's the biggest genius our school's ever seen. He's good at every sport. And he's even nice to measly middle school underclassmen like me. And I, Ito Asanuma, want to be just like him. <laughs> Passionate. Yeah, I just love that he's like the little brother figure for Mamoru. Yeah. Because, of course, Mamoru doesn't have any family. So it's nice to have Asanuma here to be like his little brother. I think it's cute. Yeah. But, of course, Minako... And Mako lean in close and they start gushing. They're like, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> But Asanuma says later, as someone, yeah, yeah he, he he's like, the ladies love me. Now I'm out. Uh, leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more. And Usagi's looking back, <coughs> and she says, an admiring ko kohai. What the fuck does that mean? We're gonna have to Google that too. Oh, I'm on it. Okay, I'll let you do it. You go for it. Uh, kohai meaning oh junior or lower person. So oh, you have perfect. senpai and kohai. Oh, so they're like uh they're related got it okay cute. no 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 i think that's just like, like opposites i mean yeah like a i don't want to say a class thing but maybe it is a class thing so the senpai would be the the sort of elder respected person right and the, um 
Ko High would be the person who learns from them. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Once again, this is an educational podcast. You're oh, welcome, yeah. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, she says, I guess Mamo is pretty popular at his school. <clears throat> I knew that this chapter was going to take forever. We're just now getting into the meat of this, but so much is happening. We had to break it down for everybody. Oh yeah. So uh, we cut to Ray and she says, why is she, I don't know what this picture of her communicator means exactly. Do you know what's going on? She says, Oh, maybe she's just looking at the time. I think it's alerting her of something. Oh, okay. We're going to go with it. So she says, I need to be back at school by four. Oh, she's telling the girls because that's Minako's ribbon and that's Mako's hair thingies mm. so she's telling the girls oh so maybe she looked at the time maybe the communicators yeah. tell time even though we can't see them. even though, yeah there's no hands on this thing <clears throat> but uh she says i need to be back at school by 4 30 we're getting ready for our school festival and mako says "Ooh, your school festival and fucking adorable panel of ray winking like she looks so stunning right there mm. and says i'll be telling fortunes come check it out i'm always right <laughs> and manka mago winks back and she's like of course you are you're sailor mars <laughs> and i just i love them they're fucking adorable and then we cut to the ta private girls academy middle which is a middle school and high school we've never seen it so this is the first yeah. time we've seen ta private girls academy it looks very elitist very oh lavish. it does look at the get look at the fence around the, f- it. the gate yeah and like yeah, the building like... it's got these big bay windows and it just it looks pretty fucking cool no public school people please absolutely not <laughs> So then we cut to this adorable new girl. We're getting a lot of new characters in this uh, beginning of the arc, if you haven't noticed. Mm. Um, and she's got uh, what I would assume is blonde hair because her her drawing is very light. Yes. Um, but she's got two ribbons in her hair, and she uh, is talking to Ray. She says, "I'm Katona, Katana, Katona, Katona, Katona. I'm Katona Sarashina, president of the Paranormal Research Club. Nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you, Ray." I'm so happy you agreed to help us. And then um, Katono says, we'd love to have you join our club. And Ray's like winking, kind of like putting her hair behind her ear, kind of nervous. Like, I'll, th- I'll think about it. <clears throat> and Katono says, and these gentlemen are from Mato Azabu's Sci-Fi Research Club. They help us with our festival's displays every year. And what's this? Ray notices one of them. Oh. And he says, hey, this is Asanuma. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, Oh, we just met Mako's friend. And then we cut to Asanuma's inner dialogue. Oh. <laughs> and he, he's looking at Ray and he's like, She's beautiful. I actually would have pictured someone more like her for Mamaru Senpai's girlfriend. It's like, oh. Oh, so Usagi's ugly. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> but what I love about this is um, in my head, I just think that the, even though obviously the manga came first, this is a light, nice little nod to the fact that Ray and Mamoru did date in the anime. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, but I love this little uh, fourth wall breaking uh, speech bubble of Usagi being like, Meanie! <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Um. So is this uh, also him talking or thinking? 
I think uh, it's still him. You think it's still him? Okay. So we get this sure. gorgeous panel of Ray, a side pro- profile of Ray. Um, as Austin is like, so is it me or has Ray gotten easier to talk to? I heard her mother was never very healthy. Eventually she passed away. So Ray's been living with her maternal grandfather at Hakawa Shrine. Oh, so she's Shinto. So just want to pause on this real quick because we've we've never really gotten Ray's backstory of why she no. lives with her grandfather. Um, <clears throat> but she so her mother was always very ill and she passed away so her mom is not here anymore which makes sense but uh it continues with and i think her father is in politics so even more explanation like that's why her father's not around he's a politician yeah and that's why she stays with grandpa so then we cut to ray walking by these uh these flyers and one of them says the spirit world scientific research on death and the hereafter and the other one says alien world how many worlds have you seen yeah very interesting maybe it's foreshadowing maybe it's not you never know (laughs) uh so she picks up a book that's nearby these uh flyers and it says the ufo encyclopedia unabridged close encounters a complete i'm trying to read this tiny ass oh i can't i can't even see it it says a complete listing of ufo encounters from around the world Wow, my eyes had a had a strain trying to read that one. They are <laughs> tiny. I know you can't see yeah. listeners, but it is tiny. Um, so anyway, Ray's like, I've got the book in front of me, and I can't see. <laughs> Uh, so Ray says, UFOs? Uh, barf. <laughs> and Katona whips her head around like, what? Did you say something? And Ray's like, <gasps> and she's like, I thinks to herself, oh no, I'm starting to talk like Usagi. She's rubbing <laughs> off on our girl Ray. <laughs> she is. And Ray's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking, aren't these topics a little overdone for a school festival? And Katona's like, not at all. There's still so much we have to learn and to research. And then Katono continues with, in fact, there have been several UFO sightings in this very area. And I love this panel of Katono with like UFOs behind her. (laughs) It's pretty cool. Um, And then she points to this photograph that she had hidden. She's like, behold, people are suggesting that this circle may have been left by a UFO. And this photograph was taken not a stone's throw from here. Of course. And then Katono's thinking, I hope they didn't abduct anybody. You hear a lot of that kind of thing happening in other countries. Or maybe the aliens left the UFO and are walking amongst (laughs) us. And then one of the other uh, club members nearby is like, Miss Miss President, you're scaring me. But then we, yeah, very cute. But then we get this pensive look on Ray's face. And she says, the enemy, the invaders, might sneak in unaware. And then she's like, hmm. But of course, Katono's like, Ray, you're just as mysterious as the rumors say. I simply must have you in my club. (laughs) (laughs) So Ray looking very pensive is Katono being like, oh my God, she's so, she's so unique. I need her here. Yeah. Mm. Katono says, I got special permission from the newspaper to use this ufo photo with that and your fortune telling as well as my masterpiece my report on spontaneous human combustion our club will once again be the most popular attraction at the school festival and there's this massive poster that says spontaneous human combustion exploring the mysteries of death by fire so uh apparently there's some spontaneous human combustion going on up in juban good to know good to know good to know and race like spontaneous human combustion because even though ray is a little psychic and has you know powers gifted to her from um the planet mars she's like come on girl combustion that ain't it 
And Katono says, that's when a human being suddenly bursts into flames for no apparent reason, then burns away to ash. Meanwhile, everything ar- around them remains untouched. So the, the club member says, there's another group with all the exact same displays. We've got a rival. And Katono <laughs> says, what? No one told me about this. And um, so the club member hands over like the, the club, the list of clubs. And Katono is reading it over and she's like, paranormal research group black moon oh yeah very ominous name i wonder if it has anything to do with the the black crescent moons we've been seeing huh that's crazy what a coincidence only in juban (laughs) Uh, anyway (laughs) um katono says is this the paranormal research club's room so they they she goes exploring she's like i'm gonna find this rival group oh yeah she would and we see this girl who her hair kind of looks like cat ears that's so interesting haven't seen that yet um and of course she's in the the ta girls academy outfit and katono says i'm here to say hello we've been we will be having similar displays at the festival and uh the girl reaches out her hand to katono says i'm the club president Cohen kurazuki right that's how you say it Cohen. i'm pretty sure that's how you yeah. say it yeah okay yeah okay with that uh, Cohen. Lo- I love that name. It's fierce. So when they shake their hands, uh, Katono is kind of shaken and she re- recoils and she's like, what? Cold hands and cold eyes. Has she always been a student here? Uh, <laughs> you're on the right track, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to um, outside and uh, the guys are playing is what it looks like. And they look up in the sky and they're like, look, what's that? Asanuma, get the camera. And they're clicking a picture and uh one of the guys is like a ufo and also numa says we did it we got a big scoop and one of his last little friend says wow my first ufo sighting but <laughs> it should be mentioned that ray overheard this so ray's like hmm mm. more of these ufo bullshits and uh then we cut to uh which looks like a forest at nightfall in juban and it's these four dark figures and uh the ca- the girl that has the cat hair from the black moon not the yeah. same girl who has cat hair from the the school because obviously they're no, different people definitely they gotta be. not the same person and there's a little scared girl hiding behind a tree watching these people approach her and the cat hair girl reaches out her hand and shoots blue fire out of her fingertips and she <gasps> incinerates the little girl Fuck. yeah very serious and then all of a sudden as the blue fire is crackling i'm mentioning blue fire here because in um in crystal and in the anime you get to see that it's blue fire as opposed to uh the red fire that ray has so that's why i'm just keying it in there giving you the little details um so then thank you uh so then (gasps) ray wakes up in a jolt and she's back my favorite panel by the way in the whole oh really that that one of like that's half her face and then half her bedroom yeah yeah it's great the line work is really exquisite naoko it did it again girl i know um so then ray's like fuck it was it was just a dream uh well was it because she's like sigh this does not bode well so she's like she had another vision another vision yeah so then we cut of course we gotta we gotta keep it lighthearted around here and uh oh my god we have so much left this chapter is forever 
<laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, no, we... it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's we're been still that reading. Long. We're still reading. <laughs> uh, anyway, we cut to the Sakina household, and we get this panel of. I'm trying also not to rush us because I don't want to rush anything either. But we have been recording for quite a while. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, Chibiusa and Usagi are sitting together. They're having some breakfast. Chibiusa's drinking out of an Usagi mug, which. The Moon Mug Saga. That's why it took so long. They come straight from Juban. Got it. Mm, fair uh, enough. And Usagi's just annoyed that Chibius is there. <laughs> yeah. And Ikuko says, oh, Usagi, you're all dressed up. You going somewhere? And she says, yep, Ray's School Festival. And Chibius is like, School Festival? <laughs> And uh, Usagi leans down because Luna pops into the into the kitchen, and she's like, "Are you coming, Luna?" <laughs> and Luna's like, "Of course not. I'm staying here to watch Chibiusa." And then Ikuko says, "Well, Chibiusa, do you want to come shopping with Mama?" Oh, <laughs> if I were Usagi, I'd be like, "I'm gonna beat the shit out of her." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Luna says, "As usual, I'll call if something comes up." And Usagi's like, "Okay, like shut the fuck up. We're at the dinner table." <laughs> Yeah. But uh, Chibiusa like sticks her tongue out at uh, Usagi, and Usagi's like, <laughs> and she's like, Chibiusa, I still don't trust you, you know. And then Ikuko sees oh, yeah. red, and she says, Usagi, why are you picking on her? And Usagi's like, see you later, bye. <laughs> And then Chibiusa's just looking so fucking innocent. And so smug. She knows what she did. Oh, she knows. Ugh, fucking gun girl. So Luna looks back at her and she's thinking, she's made herself right at home as, as Chibiusa's munching on some toast. And, sh- and Luna's thinking, but who is she? And then... <laughs> I love this. She, I know. She, she creeps over to Chibius's little Luna-inspired ball, and she's, like, creeping to it. And then she swats, She gets ready to swat the shit out of it, and Chibiusa picks it up and swipes it away. <laughs> I just love the image of, like, Luna creeping up to it and being like... I know, but oh, looking at her as well, like... Yeah, like... He doesn't see me? <laughs> right. So, um... Uh, Luna's thinking, maybe it's the Usagi hair, but I just can't feel threatened by her. And then Kuko's like, Luna, here's some milk. And Luna meows, and she's like, Kuko's food is the best. It's like, bitch, that's milk. She didn't cook it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um... But then, <gasps> Ikuko says, oh, Chibiusa, where are you? She's fucking gone. And Luna's like, oh, what? And look at the acrobatics that Luna's doing to her spine in that drawing. Like, she is yeah, no. drawn so crazy. All right, so then we cut back to Usagi. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I know that this podcast is running long. But Usagi's outfit is fucking incredible uh, fashion. She's wearing, like, a just a, a regular ruffly skirt. But her... her uh, her shirt, her blouse, if you will, is like a checkered pattern, and it's yes. got a bow on it, and it's got these wonderful seams and like buttons. I don't know what color it's supposed to be, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um. So she's at the festival, and we get this banner that says TA Private Girls Academy, 35th Annual Mayfest. And she says, now to find Ray and the girls. And she says, maybe it wasn't fair to leave Luna alone with the squirt. Oh, well, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't dwell on it too long. Um, 
And then uh, we hear lots of clamoring and uh, Ray and Katono overhear it. And then someone says, President Katono, Ray, bad news. And then we cut to uh, what all the clamoring is about. And we're in a tent and the woman working the fortune table. So we're assuming that this is also the Black Moon Club from the school. Mm. And she says, in 19 years, you will die from overwork. Next, please. It's like, <laughs> damn. Jeez. Yeah. She dropped the fucking bomb. Um, and then we hear on to the next person. She says, oh, you have such a weak heart. You poor thing. You only have six years left. <laughs> like, she is brutal. <laughs> brutal. And then uh, Katona's in the back and she's like, no. And because uh, the girl that she's telling this to is, of course, the club member that let Katono know that there's another club that was doing the same booths as them at Mayfest. Yeah. And this girl is like, no, I don't want that to be my future. And the girl's like, next, please. <laughs> and... Um, so the club member is telling Katono and Ray, she can tell your past and everything that's going on in your family. And then she'll tell you exactly when you're going to die. Everyone's freaking out. And then the girl at the booth is like, don't worry, everyone. There's no need for tears. We all die eventually. I cannot change your destiny, but I can promise you a peaceful demise. So join us. Join oh. the Black Moon. And it's we see that she has the Black Moon Crescent. Uh-oh. And then she looks to Ray and she says, please have a seat ray i'll tell your fortune too i know the white out eyes you can't even see her pupils and ray says what you're telling are not fortunes i'll pass grim reaper it's like okay boss ass bitch ray okay um then we cut to somewhere else in the mayfest of course it's chibiusa and she's just hearing she's you know she snuck into the mayfest she she's wandering around in the background and then we cut immediately back to ray so they just want us to know chibiusa's there of course and we cut back to ray and katono and katono says ray um like she's freaking out and ray says let's go tell the sisters about this before it gets out of hand now i was confused when i first read this and i'm like oh so the ta girls academy is run by nuns Mm. got it i didn't know it was super religious but now we know um so luna not luna ray (laughs) my bad ray um bumps into uh one of the the nuns she's like sister and when the sister the nun looks at her she's got a black moon crescent on her forehead and she says if you don't watch where you're going you could find yourself in real trouble and then it shows like four more nuns and they've all got black moon crescents and ray's like sister those black crescent marks on their foreheads she's like this is this is not fucking good um so then i'm assuming this is katono she says ray i smell something burning it's coming from where the sisters were and so they're rushing over and ray's thinking this smell and (laughs) they come upon a burnt body burnt to a fucking crisp y'all yeah and katono starts to scream and it's so fresh that it's still sizzling there's still like sizzle words above body and katono says ray this is it this is spontaneous human combustion i don't believe it and ray's looking on like she sees that the the robes that the nuns wear and she's like is that Uh one of the nuns and then (laughs) katono starts to faint (laughs) because she's i mean arguably fair because like this is traumatizing and ray's like president katono please don't tell anyone what you just saw until i say it's safe and then of course katono completely faints and ray's like katono and then she's thinking this is the new enemy and then who happens upon on but ami and she's yelling ray and also fashion moment uh ami's outfit stunning it's all stripes and it's a it's got buttons 
on it, but it's a belted dress. I'm assuming it's like white with blue lines. That's what I picture for Ami. Yeah, yeah that's what I picture too. Oh, really? Nice. So yeah, that's Love what we're going to go with. We've been so in Yes. Um, so Ray says, I had a feeling something would happen. The enemy may already be among us. And so Ray flips open her communicator. She's like, Usagi. Or no, Ami flips open her communicator and says Usagi. Because then Usagi says, Ami? And Ray breaks out her star wand. Um, and then we get this panel of Luna. I guess she told them this in passing. She says, because the castle revived, it was able to give your pins even more power. Now you shout. So I guess she told them, hey, next time you need to transform, say this shit. So instead okay. of saying Mars power makeup, now it's Mars star power makeup, which Ooh. I love. Ray transforms into Sailor Mars and she is thinking to herself, I feel new strength welling up inside me. And then suddenly, uh, the same looking minions that race on her dream, they're like black with like really long shoulder pads. And they, of course, have black moon crescents. Yes. They're basically very skinny linebackers. That's what they look like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sailor Mars says, so you've come out of hiding. And we get the first new <laughs> Sailor Mars attack. Because like I said, they've got like new power now. Yeah. And she says, burning mandala, which oh. there's lots of etches of like um buddhas and stuff yes very religious sort of things now i will say i was a little let down because in the anime this i I think that this um animation of the uh burning mandala is so fucking cool um and here it's i guess it's kind of hard to represent that on the page but it's like uh in the anime it's like six we'll go with six six like glowing orbs and they have like symbols on them and they go into mars's hands and she shoots them back out it's fucking cool oh so cool um and of course she burns up all of the little align backers <laughs> and the fortune teller the evil fortune teller says you're good and she rips off her disguise <gasps> it was the girl from the ta academy she was the uh-huh. bad guy she turns into of course the girl with the cat hair and uh she's got a black moon crescent this is where i want to talk about her outfit yeah she's got, she's got a jewel on her forehead actually it's really in her hair um she's got a jewel yes. in her hair um and she's wearing uh she's wearing these tights that have like a, a line through them but like her top half is the same thing it looks kind of like yeah tights. So i think it's, it's like a jumpsuit yeah a jumpsuit yeah yeah, yeah. a jumpsuit bodysuit that's got like these um it's like lavender i think in the anime or something and it's got like black lines all the way down it very striped um and she paired that with like a really ruffly skirt around her waist very feathery it's it's absolute stunning fashion it's fucking incredible if you haven't uh, seen it in the anime form with like full color it's gorgeous um so anyway uh she says but you but can you beat me i'm cohen the fur the fiercest and youngest of the supernatural sisters we'll fight fortunes with fortunes and fire with fire let's go <laughs> and she she starts um bursting out her blue flame at ray and ray is consumed in this like blue fire barrier and she's screaming and next thing we know we see usagi witnessing this and she's like ray and she grabs at her brooch but who is watching usagi grab her brooch but of course chibiusa in the sidelines nearby yes. and she's thinking that brooch and she i'm pretty sh- i'm assuming she watches as usagi throws up the bro 
approach and she says moon crystal power make up the yes. first new transformation of Usagi and she says I am the guardian of love and justice the pretty sailor suited soldier sailor moon and in the name of the moon I'll punish you bitch is back at her game and I love it so she takes off her tiara and she says moon <gasps> tiara boomerang we get the boomerang yeah the boomerang came back which I didn't think would happen but it's incredible to see and Cohen just deflects the fuck out of it yeah she's like get that mess out of here and then we hear watch out and um <laughs> it, it's deflected the tiara is deflected by um a cane which we really didn't see the cane in the original uh arc did we of course this is no. tuxedo mask tuxedo mask i bet y'all thought that was gone <laughs> <laughs> oh i missed it <laughs> so he swoops in he's the one who deflected it with this cane we haven't so, seen him in his full tuxedo mask get up either have we for a while yeah it's been a while because it's been like endymion yeah. and blah and he's been I'm getting real kind of almost classic vibes even though we've only done one yeah you know what it kind of is classic mm. um so he saved Sailor Moon out of the way. And uh, in the background, you see more of the linebackers, um, which interesting, they have like question marks on their heads now, which is an interesting detail. Anyway. Mm, like um, the so then, yeah, like the Riddler. Uh, so the next thing you know, we get this panel of Sailor Mercury. She has transformed and we get her new power, which is Shine Aqua Illusion. Um, so basically just like lots of water waves get shot towards Cohen. Cool. Right? Yeah. I mean, it would work against fire, so. Yeah, Mercury is the natural enemy of Cohen, you would think. Um, so uh, this does kill Cohen, doesn't it? No, no, it doesn't. That's a law. Not yet, right? No, yeah, there it is. Yet. Okay, I had, I had to read ahead. So uh, I think that Mercury threw this at the fire barrier to try to uh, untrap Ray, but it doesn't work. Um, because next thing you know, Ray is screaming. They're screaming for Mars. And Usagi's like, Sailor Mars, we have to help her. And um, she grabs Tuxedo Mask's hand and he says, Sailor Moon. <laughs> Had to throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and as their hands touch, because their fingers start to intertwine, uh, their hand starts to glow. And uh, then we cut to Demand, and he's watching this happen on what looks like a little TV. I'm not even lying. Yeah, uh, it, it, does. it looks like a little little portable TV, or not a portable TV, but like a little tiny TV. And he's like, "That's." And then there's all this glowing, and he says, "That's the princess's no Queen Serenity's scepter." And he's right. A scepter comes out, and we get shock faces of Demand, Rubius, Chibiusa, and of Luna. <laughs> and then we cut back to uh, Usagi and Mamoru, who are just as shocked as uh, this scepter has now appeared in between their intertwined hands. And Usagi's thinking, "What's this? It appeared when our powers combined. It's it's the Moon Rod, my rod, and I know how to use it." So I'm gonna. I was at first when I read this, I was like, "She just suddenly knows what to do." But I'm like, you know what? She's got all her memories so yes. i'm just gonna chalk it up to she's like oh yeah this is this is my moon rod yeah so she takes the moon rod and she um points it at cohen and she's like moon princess halation and that's the first time we get that attack this is her new attack with the um with the moon rod it's technically called the cutie moon rod which i hate yeah I don't like because that. to me it takes away from like the power like how powerful it is so like usagi did we're just gonna call it the moon rod 
So, of course, this does work, and Cohen is obliterated into absolute nothingness with all of yeah. the energy, the moon energy from the moon rod. And next thing you know, there's like a, a swirl of power, and someone touches down nearby, and he says, you must be powerful to obliterate Cohen like that. And Sailor Moon says, who are you? And we get the first up-close image of this guy, and he's got the black crystal earrings, just like Demand, the black moon crescent, just like Demand. He's got a necklace. Uh, he's wearing a vest. Um, and he says, I am Crimson Rubius of the Black Moon. And then in, in the background, you can see that he's standing before the blue fire barrier. And Ray is still trapped inside of it. And he says, still, even with Cohen destroyed, hehe. <laughs> No one can break through her flame barrier. Then we cut to demand, and he's giving uh, orders to Rubius. I'm going to say from the earrings, they can communicate with each other. Oh, Maybe yeah. there's a microphone. Who knows? Weirder things have happened in this manga. And he says, Rubius, take her. Meanwhile, Sailor Moon is like, Mars! And demand says, I want Sailor Mars alive. Bring her back to our planet. So I guess they really were on a planet, which is interesting. You know, that was mm. maybe a little, or maybe that was a little bit of foreshadowing because yes. uh, we were getting all the aliens, like how many planets are there. So they're from a different planet. And Ruby says like, Roger that, if that's what you want. And he says, Sailor Mars will be yours. I'm bringing her <laughs> to you now. And there's a big whoosh and they start to disappear together. And Sailor Moon is yelling, Mars, Sailor Mars. And then as they disappear in a big flash, it resembles a UFO. Oh. And that's how we end this long, crazy chapter. <laughs> All right, so as always, Marcella, what was your favorite part? I know that there was a shit ton going on, so I'm assuming we're yeah. going to have multiple par uh, favorite part, but do you got anything? Um, yeah, th the fact that it ended. <laughs> I'm going to choke on my coffee. <laughs> Yeah, it did feel like about three years long, didn't it? Yeah, because wow, um, oh, it was amazing. It amazing. That's I know I say that all the time. I, I mean, I'm not, you're right. I'm not very was, good with the words. I'm this tired. one it was fucking incredible, but it was so good. Um, and I think my standouts were more just people. So oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, just going go in it. reverse order. Um, Cohen. Yes. Amazing. Oh. Um, R.I.P. So yeah, R.I.P. Girl. <laughs> She was only in one episode. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, I love um Ray in this chapter. Just we didn't get much Venus, did we? No, we did. I mean, we got a little bit. I, I liked the little peaks of Venus, but yeah, this was a Mars-centric chapter did for she sure. Come, did she come to the fair? Anyway. Oh yeah, we really didn't see her at the no, fair. That's what I mean. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. I loved the little waitress outfit. I know fashion's your thing, but it was so oh, good I had to yes. mention it. And then I absolutely <laughs> and sorry I, I didn't mean to be um, real yeah. adore absolutely adore um, Chibiusa and how really? fucking how fucking annoying she is <laughs> <laughs> but I find annoying. it hilarious. But it, it amuses me. Yeah. It amuses yeah. me how annoying she is. And, and I just love uh, um, Usagi getting completely triggered by her. Oh, yeah. she's um, Her feathers are yeah. ruffled. Oh, yeah. And I mean, she's annoying. Don't get me wrong. She is annoying. But it, 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 in to me, a hilarious way. Um, and then, of course, just have yes. to give a final quick shout out to the umbrella hypnosis because. I mean, <laughs> yes. Iconic. Yes. <laughs> I, I need iconic. one. I need one. What about you? 
All right, God, it feels like it was like, like I said, we've had longer chapters page wise, but like there was just so much dialogue setting up, you know, everything. And there was so much art that we kind of had to describe because there was just so fucking much going on. But Cohen, she's probably my favorite of the Black Moon clan. I just think her fashion is eye fucking conic. Um, A lot of the Black Moon clan has iconic outfits. Um, But yeah, love that. And then my, my overall favorite thing is just the introduction to the new characters like Asanuma and we get Unazuki and even even uh, Katono um, we get some new new friendly faces and um, that's nice to see it's nice to, to yeah. refresh the setting the setting is the same but we're getting some new locales some fresh faces yeah. and it's really great to see. Expanding so. on a beloved location. Yeah Juban is getting some more character to it so I love to see it. Um, So yeah I think that's all of my favorites um, but <laughs> thanks again for listening to this episode of sailor yeah. manga um so you can find me on the internet at justin gray 22 across twitter instagram and of course youtube and you can find us both on twitter at sailor manga pod and you can email us like our lovely listener hannah did at sailor manga podcast at gmail.com and uh i think all that's left to say is in the name of the moon we'll be back soon bye guys bye all these technical difficulties where's the cyanide tablet i'm ready to go i'm ready to go <laughs> Drift off powered, sweet. powered um <laughs> do, you have, do you have a do you have a cherry flavored cyanide because um i, I kind of need it yeah oh you only have tangerine i'll take it thank you i gotta go <laughs> god yeah, i'm gonna crawl under my usagi nap blanket and weep myself leave pray for us